You're listening to The Range, Gardner-Webb University streaming and on-demand radio. My name is Jeff. Joining me today by phone, uh, I'm very pleased with this uh, phone interview here, Kevin Cantwell. Kevin, um, big name in college basketball, uh, coach for Appalachian State, coached with Bobby Crimmins at Georgia Tech back in the day, um, and got a new book out. We have uh, so much to talk about. First of all, Kevin, welcome. Uh, it's great to talk to you, Jeff. Uh, that's my home. That's the first place I went when I left New York City back in '67. I never stepped out of New York City, and then I ended up in Bowling Springs. You know, so that's that's quite uh, my home. That's quite a um, an interesting thing there. Uh, what was the year that you first came here to Gardner Webb? 1967. 1967 and, uh, from New York to what at the time was a two-year junior college. Could you tell us how you got to Gardner Webb? Well, that was, um, well, you know, I, um, I, I was a good player in New York City, mm-hmm. and I had scholarships, but my, uh, my, um, uh, my uh, I guess, I, it was my SAT, really. Uh-huh. I just wasn't good enough, so you know, I have to go to junior college. Gotcha. And I had a guy in New York City that was uh, placing kids, and an older man that I knew, and he was helping. And come to find out, years later, he helped Bobby Crimmins, too, but uh, uh-huh. did not know it at the time because I didn't know Bobby. Right. Anyway, and he just said, you're going to go to Garden West. Yeah. And I'll never forget, uh, Coach Holbrook's uh, secretary picked me up in Charlotte, and I had, it was night, and, and I she got on the road, I guess it was 74, and um, I'd never been on the road without lights. Not, I'm talking about not red and green lights. I'm talking about lights. <laughs> and the darkness on the highway was like, it just, that was the first shock. Where am I going? And then, <laughs> yeah, and then, and then I get there, and it's, um, it was different. You know, it was totally different. Uh, sure. Just, uh, and, but, you know, I came from a family of ten. Uh, I had nine brothers and sisters, and, and it was where I wanted to, you know, I just wanted to play basketball, and I, I was the first one to go to college. Wow. And I was there. So yeah. uh, ended up I was going to a very, very good basketball school, though. Yeah, those those days are kind of legendary with uh, Eddie Holbrook and playing for national titles and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you know, because I got there, and, and you know, who's the um, center is Art Gilmore. He was yeah. a freshman, too. That was that was after Coach coach had started um, a nice program. Smart, and then he started getting some really good players. Yeah. And I sat my butt on the bench my whole freshman year because the talent was way above my what I could do. Right. And so I knew I was going to have to spend a lot of time getting better because the talent was so good on that team. Mm-hmm. And um, so things started that way. Yeah. And and things did get better. And I, I believe you've given uh, some credit in the past to uh, Eddie Holbrook for, for teaching you some things that have, have stuck with you through the years. You know, Jeff, uh, I, I don't tell you right now, I almost get chills. And um, when you're there, and Coach Holbrook was so good. And I've been through... The, the whole business now. I know how hard and how good coaches are. From Dean Smith to Bobby Knight to Mike Krzyzewski, all those guys. Mm-hmm. To Roy, but I'm talking about back in the day. Coach Holbrook can stand up with any of those guys. Mm-hmm. And we practiced. And I'm telling you, I did not know it. It was so hard. And at the time, you know, you know it was tough love, but I didn't see any love at the time. <laughs> it was just hard. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see any love. But when I left, you know, after two years, and I went to UNC Astro, I then I started respecting how good Coach Holbrook was. Yeah. And to this day, I wouldn't have been the person I am because he made you just tough. Not just basketball-wise, just tough. And compete. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted excellence. He didn't want you just to be good. 
and he wanted excellence. And so um, I give a lot to him, and, and I stay in touch with him, and um, he's a special person awesome. to me. Yeah, he's a special person to the entire community here. Now, from from those beginnings in college basketball, you, you went into coaching. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background in coaching. I mean, I know it covers uh, three decades or more, but uh, give us the highlights there. Yeah, you know, what happened was is I, um, you know, I went to UNC Asheville, and, um, and my girlfriend at the time was from Waynesville, and uh, so I went up there, and after uh, I had a little extra time, after I finished my eligibility, I had time, and Coach Hartman let me coach, and I just knew, you know, because I'd go back to New York City and coach my brother's teams in the mm-hmm. summertime, and mm-hmm. I just had that care, you know, you're a caretaker, coaches are just like teachers, mm-hmm. and so I had that feeling I wanted to do it. And every time in, in, when I graduated, I wanted to go get an uh, interview at a high school job. They would say, yeah, it's best if you go get a master's. So lo and behold, uh, a guy I met back in college, Bobby Crimmins, uh, when I was, I was at Davidson basketball camp, when I was at uh, Gardner Webb, worked it. And Larry Brown was the coach. No one realized Larry Brown coached Davidson for about two months. Huh. And, um, and then all of a sudden, uh, I, I noticed in the paper Bobby Crimmins got the Appalachian job. And I don't know if you remember me, but we had mutual friends that he was with in South Carolina that grew up with me in New York City. And um, he called me. And I went up there to be a grad assistant and to go back and be a high school coach. Uh-huh. And he, did, he was successful after six years. And in those six years, I became a head coach at Division I school. So I, <laughs> I just, it, it moved along very fast. I did get my master's. Wow. And then it moved along fast. Yeah. And then yeah. I stayed for I, then I stayed for five years as a head coach, and then I went down and I spent 21 years of my college career sitting next to Bobby Crimmins. Wow. And being with him. Yeah. And um, it was just a great time, fun, and it was amazing. So you know, I would happen to be lucky. People say, "How'd you do it?" I said, "Just it, God, God did it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, "I was, mm-hmm. a, I, it was a special thing, you know." So um, and that's how I got in it, and I love it. And when I got out in 2000, I moved on and started training kids, youth kids, and, and moved up. So uh, people always say to me, you know, Kev, why did you stay in it? And I said, you don't realize how quick I got in it. I've been in it longer than you think I have. Uh, <laughs> and I was a head coach at 32 years old. Yeah. So, and it was, and it, it was, you know, I wanted to try something different, and that's what I did. Yeah. Well, you've got a lot to say about the uh, the state of, of youth basketball now and, and, and where it succeeds and where you think maybe it can improve on. Yeah, you know, when I got out, uh, you know, when you're coaching college basketball, you're caught inside the trees and you just stay in there trying to get players and going around and going around. And, you know, um, I know when travel ball started, it wasn't around when I was at Appalachian. So when I was recruiting, I had to go to high school games mm-hmm. and that's how I recruited and then also when travel ball started, and then all of a sudden when I'm at Georgia Tech, I'm going to all these summer tournaments. Right. I see thousands and thousands of kids. So everything changed. But we're really, so I get, I became a part owner of Swanee Sports Academy, which is right outside Atlanta, and a big facility. And I started watching the youth basketball and go, oh, my God, it's totally changed. It was something that I didn't know. And what the change was is, Kids started playing the game right away when they were in the fifth, sixth grade. It wasn't about teaching the fundamentals. So kids got into the game thinking, you know, this is how I'll get better, playing the game. In which we, before that travel ball, that, kids didn't have that. They, they, right. they knew fundamentals was the key. And so I watched it and watched it. And it was, you know, and then I 
noticed that it was, I know it wasn't the right way to pick up the game. Mm-hmm. And we've been inside this for now 30 years, travel ball, and these parents today truly believe i got to get on a team, and that team, and all those times I play games, I'll get better. Mm-hmm. And I give one statistic uh, that says you cannot do it, is that uh, if you play every minute of a high school game, which is 32 minutes, you only, on the average, touch the ball for two minutes. Oh, wow. So you're not going to get better. So if you play five games in a weekend, you know, you play 10 minutes, it's always going to touch the ball. So it's, it, it, the, I guess it's the mentality, the mindset. And um, I've helped kids go to college, but it was hard. But I taught them, I trained them. And I said, all right, I'll get you evaluated. And on the other end is there's so many businesses now selling their services saying, I'll get you in front of college coaches. Right. But, Jeff, the problem is, is college coaches don't recruit like that. They're just selling something that it's not true. Uh-huh. Uh, I know exactly how college coaches recruit. I know where they go and I know where they locate kids mm-hmm. to recruit. So it's, we're in a, in a situation where we don't have the um, individual instructions, the fundamentals to start with. And then when we want to go get evaluated, parents are not doing the right thing for their children because they don't know any better. They're just following what businesses are selling. Mm-hmm. So that's when I decided to write the book. I've been inside of this thing now for about well, I got out of coaching in 2000. So right. 17 years I've been inside of it. And it took three years to create this business. Uh, the book was one thing. But the book mm-hmm. is just, all the book is, it's Parents Guide to Youth Basketball and Beyond. All, right. all the book is, is it's the basis for the, it's the foundation for the business. The business is about teaching a deeper dive of what I saw, talk about in the book. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that's why we just launched it a few weeks ago and trying to get to hit as many leagues, organizations, AAUs now picking it up, uh, just to teach the parents a little more about youth basketball. Yeah. Well, one of the things you stress uh, seems to be sticking to the basics and learning the fundamentals. And I think uh, not only from, from your observation over the years as a coach and re- recruiting new new players, but also from your personal experience when you were back, I guess, in middle school and, and high school and you were trying to make that team. That's one of the things that you personally concentrated on is getting better at the fundamentals. Oh, it's, it's the only way you learn. You know, people say, well, Today, these travel team coaches, parents, well, their parents taught us, too. I mean, my parents, my friends and my parents in, in the leagues, in, in the elementary school leagues, they taught you. But back then, it was really fundamentals. You had to be good fundamentals to make the middle school team or whatever team. Mm-hmm. And it's the only way you do it because there's no other team. So if you don't make the middle school team, you got to wait for the next year to try out again. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's to the point where if they don't make the middle school team, what they do is they go on a travel ball team and now they're on a team. They can make up their own teams. Gotcha. So there's no hard work thing there. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is, yeah, you might be all right when you're going through it, but as the competition gets better, and I'll give you a statistic here, as the competition gets better, you have to have the skills. The skills will take you past the competition. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I, I gave this one statistic and I do a story on a 2016 NBA draft. And if I talk about the NBA draft, no fifth grade parent or fourth grade, anybody parent in high school really cares about that. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, they sh- I tell them the story, I said, you need to pay, pay attention. The first 15 picks in the NBA draft in 2016, 10 of them were from international countries. Now, this is the problem. We have 25,000 college basketball players in this country. Hmm. You would think that's where they would get, the, that was the venue they would get their players from. Yeah. 
that speaks directly to how we're teaching the game. Mm-hmm. We don't teach it to, the, to compete at the highest levels. So that's, that's the whole process of it. And, you know, you talk about uh, when I went to that camp, um, when I was a freshman at Gordon Webb, and Larry Brown spoke at Coach Holbrook's camp, and, he, and then Coach Holbrook said to Larry Brown, well, he's from Long Island, too, pointing to me. And that's where Larry Brown is from. He said, oh. you want to work my camp? And I went to Davidson. And, I, and my roommate happened to be Bobby Cruz. That's when I met Bobby. <laughs> and uh, which, never to know, six years later, is going to be the point of my life. But mm-hmm. another person that was at that camp was Pete Maravich. And he was the number one player in the country. And oh. I watched him for two weeks he was there, and I was there two weeks. I watched him do, demonst- do drills to the kids every day. And it just blew my mind mm-hmm. what this person could do with a basketball. And I took those drills because I didn't play my freshman year at Garden Web. And I took those drills that summer. And I went home. And I worked and worked on those drills. So God put Pete Maravich in my life. And, mm-hmm. and I watched. And those things, those drills is why the next year I was starting on the team. Mm-hmm. And then I finally became captain of the team. Wow. So it's all fundamentals. And I, you know, I know it, you know, I lived it. It's not something I'm making up. It, right. it, it takes a lot of dedication. Though. Yeah. Know, that's another thing. Kids don't know how to work hard because they don't know fundamentals is what they have to do. Right. So there's a whole, and it's a domino effect because now the kids, the parents now, they were in that system. So they really don't know about fundamentals either. And so it's a, it's a long thing. And I'm just trying to, I'm not going to change the system. The system is what it is. I'm just trying to connect as many parents as I can and help them along their journey. Yeah, that is something certainly that lots of uh, parents of particularly high school basketball players are interested in. You know, I've got a kid who is good at basketball and, you know, maybe, just maybe that'll help them get into college, maybe get some scholarship money. And so they put a lot of emphasis on that. And that's where, I guess, your your, your book and, and your services, um, that's where you're putting your expertise to work. So tell us a little more about, about the book itself, Parents' Guide to Youth Basketball and Beyond. Yeah, it's just I break it down into I tell them why we were why, how travel team started, okay, and then I go through the whole thing, and then I go into the what it takes to be good, and I go into the individual stuff. I don't. It's not a. It's just for all the parents now. This is directed to parents. Right. Uh, it's not a course, and I'm not trying to coach them to be coaches. Uh, I'm not. I just want to give them the knowledge so they can help their child understand what they have to do. Right. And then, and then I go really into this. The, the, everything's about trying to get seen by college coaches. Mm-hmm. And I go really deep into the situation there. I get the odds of playing, how many roster spots there will be every freshman year in college. You know, I put there's five levels of colleges. There's NCAA Division One, Two, and Three, NA, NAI, One, and Two. And then I, I give those numbers. And there's only really when you give, say, uh, I, I use the formula, there's three spots per college. You know, coaches go, they're going to bring in one kid, they're going to bring two kids, five kids, Averagely, I, I average it out of three. And that's less than 4,000, just under 4,000 mm-hmm. uh, spots for, for kids going into college or freshman year. That's all five levels. So you have to really, really understand how that whole system works. And I really go into the how the system works, how coaches do it. Division one coaches are totally different from all other levels mm-hmm. because of money. And just recruiting money, and they give full scholarships. Mm-hmm. And I give the whole, I go into detail of it. And as the business, uh, you know, the website, it goes even deeper, where I tell, you know, how each level coach uh, goes after players and what you should be doing. And what 
I'm, if people get involved, I'll save them a lot of money. Yeah. Because they're doing things that are not going to get what they're expecting. You know, what they're expecting. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so that's what the, the whole thing is about. Just giving them knowledge to, to navigate through the system and figure out how to get your child to play at another level, which is college. Yeah, and if folks are listening to this and they're interested in the book or the, the website, uh, can you tell them how to, uh, how to get to that, how to, how to find that information? Yeah, the book is up on Amazon, mm-hmm. but the website is really simple. It's KevinCantwellBasketball.com. Well, that's pretty simple. And the yeah. book is on, yeah, and it's on Amazon. And then on the, uh, the website, you'll see all sorts of free videos, deep dives. And it was really tough because uh, I, uh, you know, I, I like to talk and I can talk. But, uh, Jeff, I had to do these videos uh, and read off a teleprompter. Whoa, yeah. is that hard? It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't. I mean, it felt like I was back in grammar school and I was just trying to read so the teacher wouldn't yell at me. Yeah, it's a different, um, different skill set. Yeah. Oh, boy. And you get better at it. And so, um, and I do, and it's constant now because I'm making different videos and going deeper into different things after uh-huh. people. I'm up on Facebook and stuff like that. So, um, but Kevin can't roll basketball.com and like I said the book is on Amazon but you can get it uh, off the website you can see it on the website well let me ask you to go back go back a little bit here and touch on something we mentioned earlier um, you know you, you came from New York to, to Gardner Webb um, you were very happy to be on a team and to get to play basketball what can you tell folks maybe uh, now who might be considering going to Gardner Webb you know what that experience meant to you and how it can help them well, I tell you, it's a special place. Um, you know, I grew up as a Catholic in New York City, and you know, so uh, I went down in uh, that Baptist religion, and, and it was just you know a little different, you mm-hmm. know, because I was sure. very, very structured. I was very structured, and no, um, and I, when I was nineteen, into my freshman year, I met this girl who's now my wife of forty-three years, <laughs> Kathy Edwards. So that made being away a little better. And mm-hmm. she lived up in Waynesville, North Carolina, where I live now. I live at Lake June, Alaska, mm-hmm. which is part of Waynesville. And, um, but it was such a nice, uh, you know, New York City, so hustle and bustle. But it was just a community. It was a beautiful community. And, um, and, and, and Jeff, my, years later, my son went there. My son played there. Oh. And my son, his name, is, his name is Kevin, too. Okay. And he was a walk-on. He was a walk-on with Rick Scruggs. Yeah, I think he graduated probably in around 2005, somewhere around that. Okay. And um, so, you know, I had no problem sending someone back there. Now, it's changed over the years because it's really grown. It's a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. But I have a special place in my heart for it. And I think it's, oh, it's, oh, matter of fact, I know somebody, they just signed, someone said, um, they signed a seven-footer. And he said, I'm sending a kid there. And I said, they'll love it. They'll love it. Good. And so um, it, it's just, a, it's a great place. Yeah. And, you know, academically, you know, I was a junior college and this and that, this and that. But now it's really a good academic school. Very good. Four-year school. Yeah. And it's getting better and better. Yeah. It's getting better and better. Well, Kevin Cantwell, thanks so much for joining us uh, on, on the phone today to talk about uh, your time at Gardner Webb, talk about your career as a basketball coach, but also about this, uh, this new direction you're taking with your website and with your book. Again, the website, make sure I get this right, KevinCantwellBasketball.com. You got it, Jeff. Right. And, um, I can't thank you enough because, uh, like I say, uh, Gardner Webb's a special place. Everybody down there is special to me. All right. Thank you so much. So great talking to you. Kevin Cantwell on the phone with us. You're listening to The Range, Gardner-Webb University Radio, WGWG.org.